Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Welcome back to the She Built This podcast. I have a little treat for you today. I have brought back um, Crystal Farley, who was once my co-host of the She Built This podcast. And we are going to be just kind of doing what we always do, which is rapping and talking. Oh, we're actually literally going to be rapping. And I mean literally, literally for once. I'm going to play you a rap song to start this off. But first, um, I just want to tell you a little bit of the backstory. So Crystal was on my show for quite a while as my co-host, and we were actually going to a recording studio to record. And I don't really know, neither of us really know, and she said it's okay for me to share this, but I don't really know what happened, but we had like a friend slash business breakup. I think what we ended up deciding is that we just don't want to mix friendship with business. Um, And neither of us really know exactly what happened, but we're totally fine and okay with being friends. And I really respect her and I know she really respects me. And I thought she like hated my guts and she doesn't and that's great. Um, So I have her back on the show today talking about like kind of a crazy pivot. So Crystal actually went from being a full-time entrepreneur to now going back to a corporate office. And of course, now with um, the the global situation that's happening, that's pivoted again to working entirely from home um, and also being a homeschooling mom. So we're going to talk about that, but I definitely did want to address the fact that she was once my co-host and we both had this like weird falling out and now we're a-okay and friends again and um we didn't talk about that during the episode because I think we both were like should we bring it up and then we didn't so I am bringing it up now but as always I know you're gonna love this interview I know people really enjoy my chats with Crystal Um, She is the host of People, Trauma, and Stress Discussed podcast, and she also has her own radio show called The Crystal Farley Show on WSMN 1590. But wait, there's more. Crystal is also the owner of CFAR Beyond the Box, which helps organizations develop more effective communication and stress relief strategies. She right now has been named the Enablist enablement strategist for smart bear which is a software company in somerville and she's also the new hampshire ambassador for women's entrepreneurship day i don't know how crystal has the ability to do so many things but she does and it's always been really really impressive to me um she is also a wife fitness fanatic and mom and she is just you know, working on changing the world one person at a time. So I hope you really enjoy our conversation. We kind of get into all the things and I think it's going to be a fun one. Hello, 
Look who's back. That song. Uh-oh. Do you know that song? Look who's back. So and so's back. It's like a rap song. I feel like if you, you would sing that? more of it, perhaps I would know what it is. Keep going. I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. That was my intro song for you today, Crystal. I Welcome. went to like Backstreet's Back. All right, like that was where my mind went. Backstreet Boys. Okay, actually. all right, we'll go there because we did start it with the whole boy band thing. So yes, this is tr- yeah. the good old days. Remember, full circle. full circle thank you linda johnson full circle yes 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 welcome back to the she built this podcast crystal and i'm curious to know how you're doing today on this fine wednesday you know there was a flurry of snow this morning oh my gosh it was not okay no even bell was like traumatized by it for a moment so i'm sorry but it's april 22nd this is it's it's not okay but remember, this is the world resetting itself. It's nourishing itself. And it's just releasing some precipitation yeah. to us. I, I'm looking at it like I told you on the phone recently. Like if this is somehow the opposite of global warming, it's okay. Then I'll I'll just take it. And maybe the earth is just having a chance. It's kind of like, you know, we're all expanding our waistbands a little bit. The earth is expanding its waistband a little bit. It needs some time to chill. I get it. Okay. I don't fall into that category though, Emily. I told you this the other day, like I'm super excited because like I've been able to like focus on my nutrition. I've channeled my like, my, my OCD to, to, to uh, instead of avoiding stress, I'm now just like controlling everything that I can control, like what I put in my mouth. So, you know, my waistband is not getting larger. Knock on wood. Nice. Knock um, on wood. So, yeah. Aren't you doing like a bikini competition? Oh, yes. This is new because I always need a goal, right? I always need a goal. And when we're stuck in quarantine, (laughs) I need to keep myself on track. And so we can't go to gyms. And I've done everything I can do to finagle my own home gym. And I've hired a coach and I'm training for a bikini competition in the fall. Wow. What does that involve like right now? Right now, it's a lot of training, but I do that anyway. So it's just more intense, like um, fasted cardio, uh, traditional bodybuilding lifting on top of my normal CrossFit workouts, because I just won't give that up. Um, And then now I'm just, you know, focusing more on my macronutrients. So my nutrition looks a little bit different. Um, But, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to see where the numbers lie and to watch your body change. So that that motivates me for sure. Nice. We are doing like a little um, challenge on our rower where I think it comes out to like 110,000 meters at the 110,000. Oh my gosh. I don't even know numbers right now, but you know what I mean? At the end of the month, it's a lot. It's just, I'll just suffice it to say it's a lot of meters. I know. I was telling you, I got a rower the other day and you were saying how you were doing this like crazy challenge and I'm super impressed. Rowing is not easy. No, it's not easy. And Jason and I always like to do them to like keep each other on track. And I keep up with him. I'll tell you that. But he, I think he's, I think we're tied right now for how many meters we're at, but we have eight more days of the month. So yeah, got to get on that. You got this girl. And I love that. Cause like, you know, I understand that not everybody has like a partner at home and that sort of thing, but you can find an accountability buddy anywhere. I mean, granted I'm paying for a coach and I'm fortunate in that way, but I know I can say to you, I'm like, 
I want to be you like, I need you to be my person. I need to check in with you <laughs> once a week. Right. Um, if I was by myself or couldn't afford a coach. So, I mean, there's always a way there's always you a way. I love I'd that. On, you know, I'd be on Canva like five minutes later, making us like a chart. <laughs> I know you'd be, oh, gosh, I'd be getting like not gold stars. I'd be getting like black hearts and like, there would be a whole thing. There would be a whole thing. So Crystal, tell yeah. us what you've been up to since you um, retired from the She Built This podcast. <laughs> well, no, I'm still a co-host. Have you listened to my radio show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, you know, honestly, I love that because it allows me to give you a plug like week after week. So I always own it that I'm not anymore, but um, that's a story for another time. So, you know, I've been, um, I think busy is a good word, uh, but then I don't like to always use that because productive, I think, is a little bit better. So, you know, uh, a hot topic, I feel like, is always the um, going from a solopreneur to a, uh, you know, I guess, returning back to corporate, if you will. Um, so I took a role with a company called Smart Bear in Somerville, Massachusetts. Um, some of you actually may have heard of them before if you're into technology at all. I honestly didn't know much about them before I took the role, but they're kind of like been around for 11 years, but not really a startup and have lots of big customers, super growth and needed somebody to develop their enablement strategy. So for me, it was it's what I love to do, right? So if you think about my solopreneur work, right? See far beyond the box that still exists. And we'll get to how I'm, I'm busy with that right now as well. But, um, you know, with CFAR Beyond the Box, I was working really hard to uh, empower and enable individuals to be better humans inside and out of the workplace, right? I'm always trying to help people be better. And technology has always been a passion of mine uh, ever since I've I worked for Apple selling in their stores. You know, I've been an early adopter of technology and, and sort of marries the two things when I, when you, when you talk enablement or um, training, if you will, within a, a technology company. So um, enablement is is so much more than that, though. And so it's really cool. Like they're really hard positions to find. And you get to develop a strategy to help salespeople be better salespeople. So I get to work with product side. So how do I connect the seller to the product and allow them to talk about it better, right? And then how do I give the seller skills to be successful in what they're doing? So it like marries all of the things for me. Have you read Stories That Stick by Kendra Hall? No, but it's on my list. It was actually recently recommended to me. You, it starts out with this amazing story of them being sold like this. I think it's a cologne. Um, it's, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, how do you connect a person to the product that they're buying through the seller that you got to read that book. It's fantastic. I love it. I love it. You know what? I'm reading the happiness advantage right now and I'm like in it right now, but that, that will be next. Um, okay. So was it kind of hard for you in, in any way to decide to, cause I know, I know, like you said, I know you're still working on your side hustle, which I think you now call a side, a side hustle. Um, but was it like sort of hard to go back to corporate or were you really excited for it? You know what it was hard. So I was like personally really excited for it. Like love the challenge completely. What I love to do. The salary is nothing to sneeze at, you know? 
Um, I always said I would go back to corporate for the right role. Um, I didn't expect that, that to happen, I guess, <laughs> right away, you know, because I'd only been out of corporate for a year. Um, but, you know, when you find a company that allows you to do what your passion is and gives you the flexibility to work from home or leave early for your kid. And I really took a role like on my terms. You know, I said, I am not going to go unless I have these things. And they said, that's okay, like, you can have these things. <laughs> you say that's like being, I mean, and also I know you're like innovative in your workplace and you get to use that. So that's kind of like a great example of being entrepreneurial in a, in a workplace. Yeah. We talked about that. Like there's one of our shows where you and I had talked about the definition of entrepreneurship, right? And yeah. I genuinely feel like women's entrepreneurship day last year, we missed a big chunk of people that are entrepreneurial at work. And I think what's really cool, though, is that let's say, you know, you're a female entrepreneur that is trying to build your business and it's just like not working and you for some reason need to pivot back into like a corporate role. Right. I think you end up by getting this like gumption, this like uh, you become more of a risk taker when you have taken risks like this before, whether you've done it internally in your career or pivoted to try to build your own thing. And you're willing to say like, okay, so like, I love the fact that I was making my own schedule, doing my own thing, doing something that I loved, And I wanted to do that. You know, I wanted to make sure if I was going to take a corporate role, I wanted to do that for someone else, right? Like that's the only way that it works. It's a, it's a partnership, right? And so to have like, the, I guess, I don't know how, how else to say it, but to have the balls to be like, this is exactly what I want. I don't know that I would have been able to do that two years ago. Right, you know what I'm because, saying? Yep. Yep. I totally do. And now you have like a more clear definition on who you are and what you bring to the table, I think. And I know you've worked in a lot of other roles, so it's not like you didn't know what your strengths were, but this just, I don't know. There's just a lot of grit involved in, in, stepping out and deciding that you're going to do your own business. And I think that's probably what you're talking about bringing now into the workplace. Yeah. And I think so, you know, we, we've talked to, you know, I've, I've talked about the stress that people like put on themselves and the pressure people put on themselves. And I think that's where it's like, we assume like we're, especially women, right? Like we're not great negotiators. We're super like feelings driven and we have a lot of emotions, which is a, definitely like needed in the workplace. And I think, you know, we're, we're just scared sometimes. And when you end up by taking big risks, certain other risks that you end up by having to take aren't so big, you know? So it's kind of, it's a really great learn. Um, I will say though, I'm still a woman. So, um, while I don't mind telling an employer for where we have a mutual agreement, this is what I need in order to be successful from you. Right. Cause that's essentially what it is. Like if I set myself up, like where I have to commute to Boston every single day and what, like I'm going to hate life and my employer and resent everybody. Um, so when I set my boundaries, right, I decrease my stress. Like that's just, I I've been preaching this for over a year. Um, but I think the one thing that doesn't escape the person is like the uh, ego, right? So I don't really care how big the salary is or what great company I'm working for or whatever. It was like, I feel like I'm giving up. I had that moment of like feeling like I'm giving up on something that I really believe in 
Yeah. So that's what I wanted to, to yeah. ask. Like, and honestly, like I had that feeling when we first closed our retail store, like I sure. was like, oh my gosh, I'm fa like, I failed. I just completely failed. And I know I told you this, but like, I think after that, my husband was like, all right, let's go get you a real job now. You know, like oh we, gosh, were I know. Scared. we were scared to fail again, I think. And um, so, yeah, talk about, I guess, feeling like you failed. Um, I was like, I remember like just, I was like, okay, am I going to do this thing? And now I will like, I'll be 100% transparent in that like me pivoting into my own, and I, I've talked about this before, but pivoting into my own thing with CFRB on the box was like really great for me, but it did cause a strain on my marriage, my finances, all of that stuff. And I wasn't in a bad place, but it happens, right? Like when you take make a big change like that, your partnership in your home changes. And so, you know, so part of me was like, wow, like, you know, like I, I weighed my option, you know, I ended up by weighing my options and you know, for me to go back into corporate, like it would alleviate a big, big thing that was important to me, right? Like the financial burden, getting my own terms, still being able to be a great mom, but feeling that sense of accomplishment through success and, you know, monetarily and, and with a title and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, like feeling like you're, and I'm sure you, you know what I'm talking about here, Emily. Um, I'm going to give a really great example. So I have an office, right? I still have my office and for C far beyond the box. And it's built out of like, it's carved out of Charlie's office. So like he, he owns it, you know, and I just have space there. Um, he wanted to remove my tables and chairs. Oh no. And I said, you can't do that because I mean, if we really needed to, like, I'd be like open to it, but like, it was just like a want, it wasn't a need. And so I said, like, it was bad enough for me to feel like I'm letting my business go. But then once you start removing things out of my office, it's like the work I wasn't, I was doing wasn't, isn't important to you. Yeah. And like, I didn't go back into corporate because I don't believe in the work with CFRB on the box. I just get to do it better now, you know? And so I don't want, like, I still like CFRB on the box is fully functioning. I have clients, I have workshops, it's still going. Um, I just end up by doing it, you know, at night and on the weekends, like I, or build, you know, build it into my day if I possibly can. Um, so it's like, it is like my side hustle, but I'm still so passionate about it. But I was worried what my friends would think, you know, you just I made me realize something though, like you now, this is like something even more to be proud of because now you're working a full-time job and you still have your side hustle. And to, I'm just going to like point the finger back at me. Like when we were closing down that store, I had a business I was starting and I also had the store. So like, we should actually be more proud of ourselves. No, but we just, we just continue to beat each other, uh, beat ourselves up because like, it makes perfect sense. it just makes perfect sense. Cause you know, I mean, why, why there's so many other ways we could be spending energy, um, <laughs> but it's true, right? Like we feel like we need to be all of the things. Like there's the, this like societal norm of like what success looks like, whether you're a solopreneur or a corporate employee or a mom or a wife. And like, I'm the women's entrepreneurship day ambassador for New Hampshire. And I'm like, I can't close my business. Like, what is that? I can't walk. And then I was like, wait a second. Like I completely just like have talked about how we entrepreneur, 
the entrepreneurial spirit is in corporate too. Like, so I had to do a lot of like self-talk to like make it okay for my ego to take the back seat and be like, okay, I can have all of the things. I just need to reprioritize. And I remember posting on social media, like, is it okay to be okay with pivoting back into corporate? Like, and just having a side hustle because maybe that's just what I want, you know? And, um, and so they, so I was, so I had gotten some feedback and Heather Sweeney, I'm sure she's listening. Um, she said, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, you know what? Like nobody cares, but me, like I'm the one putting the pressure on myself. And when I, okay. So so earlier I was recording a podcast with someone else and she had to go because her baby was crying and she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just apologizing profusely. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, I don't, I don't mind one single bit. I would rather you take care of the baby than allow the baby to just be crying like in the other room. And she felt so bad. And I was like, why is she putting these unfair expectations on herself? And like, then, and like you said, like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't care. Like we reschedule big deal, you know? Right. And how weird would it have been if you were like, Hey, like your kid's crying. Should you go take care of that? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. We just, I, I think you're so right. Like we just, um, make it be about, like we think everybody is seeing the things about us that we are seeing. And that is just so not true. Like, and most of the time, nobody's even looking at us anyway. Nobody cares. Oh my God. We, we all have so much going on that it doesn't even matter. And like, that's the other thing, you know, like I was, um, I had been thinking about was like, and it's kind of a, and we can go back to whatever direction you want to go with this. And, but, you know, I was thinking about how like this whole work from home thing, and it's like kind of funny to me that like there's like like I'm on the on calls with dudes and like their kids are running around and like I've never seen like a soft side of them and like there's these like rando kids and it's awesome and like the kids are like my favorite part of the day but I know that the the dads are like I I don't like I feel like I'm not professional right now like my kids are here and it's like if you try to control them or control all of these experiences and what we're dealing with right now, you're just going to cause yourself like a nervous breakdown. So why not just take a step back and say, you want to know it? It's okay. It's going to be okay. You know, so it's like really just shifting mindset. And I think um, I, I'm just going to keep on babbling because now I'm like on a roll. But, you know, I was thinking about how like the universe has like set me up for this whole pandemic thing. Because I built a business on stress relief for a year before going into like you're taking on from what what went from a consulting to a full time role with Smart Bear, and um, now I get to do like stress relief in a corporate setting during a pandemic, and like it's really like really amazing how my life has turned out. So yeah, it's like you couldn't have picked better timing. Um, <laughs> So two two things about the dads and like the kids. First of all, I I love when people have like their kids and the craziness going on at their house on their Zoom calls. You're right. It makes it so much more fun. And it's like we get a little bit of a behind the scenes experience and honestly bonds us and connects us even more with our coworkers. And then secondly, like what 
what are we thinking before this where we're not letting like humanity into the workplace? You know, like that's what it is to be human and bringing like our whole selves. So it's kind of, I mean, I get it. I get the differentiation between like being professional and not being professional, but even as a professional, you're still a whole person, you know? Right. We should never let our, um, like, so, you know, I, I talk to a lot of moms. We all do, I guess, parents in general. And it's like, first of all, my work should never make me like a shitty parent, right? Like I got to figure it out. You got to, you got to just figure it out. And so, you know, the experience of the people like your children or the people on the computer are going to be directly impacted by how you feel, right? Because even though we're not with people, like you can feel energy. Like if we were looking at each other right now, like you'd feel my energy, you know? And so I feel like it's, you're right. Like it just makes people human. So it, it is what it is. And um, it's so much easier to say than, you know, say than actually do it sometimes. Because trust me, I was on a, a meeting yesterday and my daughter was turning the stove on. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't go. Um, but I think like, you know, all things, you know, all things being said, like the world is a kind of a weird place right now. And if you're not being human, like, I think that's like creating mistrust or distrust. Don't you think? Um, the world is a really strange place right now. And I, I don't know how you couldn't necessarily. Okay. So, so here's, here's something we I was talking about earlier before we were just kind of going along at this like superhuman pace right and sort of not even like really awake to the fact but like I, I don't know if you felt like this but I felt like if I didn't run fast enough hard enough every single day mm-hmm. I was going to get like left behind or trampled and now we're all like taking a step back and like the pace is way slowed down. So I think you really have no choice, but to kind of like look at some of these elements in your, like you just don't have a choice right now except to have a human experience. Cause that's what this is. It's a, it's a biological disease, you know? You say that, but you know what I'm so scared of? I mean, like, this is truth. I am so scared that people are trying to avoid that right now. Because all we have time to do is think. Yeah. You know, and people don't want to do that. So, you know, I, I, on my radio show two weeks ago, I talked about how I'm concerned for people that turn to the bottle or do drugs or are recovering addicts, right? Like I'm worried that they're going to fall back into old, and I hope that they don't, right? Maybe this is a great time for them to become present mindful and all that good stuff. But, you know, like domestic violence, uh, emotional abuse, like there's a lot of bad things that happen in the world. Um, and I am genuinely empathetic and concerned for those people that feel like there's no way out of, of bad situations like that. So that's like the one fear I do have. Um, but I 100% with you. I think that this is the best opportunity for us to do some do some work on ourselves and, and become more human. That's the, like the one reality that I really hope sticks to whatever the new norm is, right? Like we've gotten good at doing these things, working differently, being different people, spending more time with nature, all of these things that like people have been preaching forever that we should be doing to be, you know, be better humans and better people. So I'm hoping that that sticks. Do yeah, you think it will? 
Yeah, and I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be insensitive to people that oh, are I know. I totally have a, a amazing situation, obviously. Like, I've always worked from home. I work from home. I don't have children. Like, I get that I am an extremely lucky person through all of this. So, you know, I do. I am one of those people that have, like, a little more time to quote-unquote, like, I can go for a walk in the woods and meditate and things like that. And I get that. I'm not. Oh, everybody has their own demons. Like, I I don't, I wasn't trying to say that you weren't. I think that's just something I legitimately think about relatively consistently. And it's just because of the work that I do. Right. So, you know, it's kind of in my face and like, I have a mom who's a recovering addict and like my life has been that. Right. So it's sort of like there for me. But I think, you know, even people that are, you know, people deal with things in different ways. Right. So stress is relative to everyone and experiences and trauma and all of that stuff are relative to people. Right. And so like, you know, there, there are a lot of, and I'm just in the world that I'm in, there are a lot of conversations around like the mental health of people and what this is going to do to them for long-term effects. So if people aren't developing these really great skills, like what you've implemented with health challenges and taking time in nature, that's something you did all the time. Anyhow, like you're just able to like, you're able to manage your stress in a way that's good for you. And you do that on the daily, right? So your life may not have been impacted that much. Mine honestly isn't either. Like I'm, Charlie and I talk almost every morning about how we're not suffering. You know, like I do not, I didn't have a kid to be a school teacher though. Like that's like, I do not want to homeschool. (laughs) Although like, I don't know. I used to play school all the time when I was a kid and be like the teacher of my brothers. So I actually feel like it would be super fun, but I don't know. Belle does that. (laughs) She wants me to be the student. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I mean, like there's days like where I legit like cry. Like I am like, how am I going to do this? When they told when they said that um, New Hampshire schools were closed for the rest of the school year, I I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding! <laughs> it was like that was my like glimmer of hope that I had to hold on to, you know what I mean? Um, so I think like everybody has their thing, and like I was saying, like so for the first two weeks of this whole like um, pandemic thing, I um, was like fine, quote unquote, fine, right? And then Charlie said one thing to me about like this going on forever or for like another year and I just sobbed (laughs) when we have those conversations I'm like no 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 (laughs) yeah it can't like I just can't and so like I want to just throw that out there like nobody's perfect because I definitely have a glass of wine every day (laughs) so like I just want to throw that out there so um Obviously, we also don't want this to go on forever. Like that would be the no. most, be very bad for our economy and for us as human beings because we need social interaction. And honestly, I even think like I'm seeing the power of both interacting with people on a on like a you know coffee date kind of thing, but also like there is something about groups like Women's Entrepreneurship Day and the She Built This event. Like there's something about those things too. Like someone was talking to me about the August one and and they were asking if I was, if I was thinking I would do it virtually again. And sure I will, but like, that doesn't do it for me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm like, no, I want to be like in a room with my people. (laughs) I don't want to be on the Zoom screen all the time. So yeah, it would be very bad for us. That's a great point. You know, like, 
And I'm sorry. I am sorry, but I don't want to do virtual events forever. I get overloaded and I don't like being in front of technology for all day. And I don't really want to like, like I want to be with the people. I'm a social being. I want to be with, I want to be with the people before all of this. You're like, <laughs> so this you're like a little mermaid and you even have the red hair. Oh my God. Oh, I want to be with the people. <laughs> oh, it's such yeah. a good movie. <laughs> Although Greece is on my queue for this weekend. But anyhow, so, you know, I think like, how, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about she built this? Um, well, hopefully, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not playing any of my cards until like June or July to make a decision, but I definitely would pivot it to virtual just because I have such good speakers for the August one, um, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get rid of that. Have you shared this information yet? Um, well, Karen Kenny is going to be a panelist and Angela Lucier is going to be a panelist. And then Julie Trieb, who you may not know, but she was just on my podcast. She is also going to be a panelist. So beautiful. Yeah. It's going to be a, I know, you know, two out of three of those at least. So, um, so to your point of being on technology all day, it's, it totally, it's weird because I did it all the time before, but it suddenly got more tiring, I noticed. So I I kind of like limited my work hours. And then the other thing that I've been really good and mindful of doing is I turn my phone off from 7 p.m. until 7 a.m. And it like helps me sleep better. It helps me not sit there and just like mindlessly do stuff on my phone, like, which is really annoying to me. So, but yeah, I found that like taking technological breaks are, is highly, highly beneficial right now. I agree. And I'm just going to throw out there that I think that if you do a virtual SBT, I think that you need to have a live one with those same panelists because I just need to be in the same room with them at the same time. I know. Um, (laughs) The other option is moving the date, you know, but like, again, we don't know. This is... And, and here's what I, something I just keep coming back to. We have never known, right? So like anything could happen anytime, any day. It has never been certain. Like, yes, you can put things on your calendar and you can say, I'm going to get together with this person next week, but you really never know. You have never, we'd never know the future. But now that is just so incredibly like in our faces yeah, sure. that it's, it makes it harder. Like I don't, I mean, I'll put like phone calls on my calendar and things, but when people are like, yeah, we're having this event in May, you know, I know you and I were looking at something for May 31st. I'm like, well, (laughs) I don't know if that's a good idea to like just plunk in my calendar because I don't want to delete it. (laughs) I I know it's a definite maybe though. And I think that there are some events that are probably more better for social distancing. Um, but yeah, you know, same boat here, right? Like we're thinking, oh, I, we had a date for Women's Entrepreneurship Day, right? Um, November 19th, 17th. It's a Tuesday of that week because it's like traditionally that week, right? Um, and so we, I was going to go ahead and put the deposit on the venue and then this whole thing happened. And it was like, oh, well, I was like, well, what's your policy? And the, 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 the there's no refund, but well, you can... Policy at yeah. All. We are speaking of. Yeah. And so there's no refund. And it's like, you can book it in 2021. I'm like, damn, I don't want to think about that. Like, I just want to do this one. Like, what do I do about this? So, you know, I think like that's like a struggle, right? Um, 
And then, but you want, I'm taking it as like the universe giving me a sign of like not settling right now though. So you and I have talked about this offline, but um, you know, I think that there might be some other options out there. And so, but it's like, wait a little bit, you know, wait a little bit longer to make a decision and see what happens. And in the meantime, do what you can. Like you have this really awesome Facebook group that you're promoting and you're doing events, like you're doing a writing event and that you, you that hasn't happened yet. Right. No, no, next Monday. Ne- next week, yeah, and I can't. It's middle of the day, so I can't. Do it. Have been, actually, it will have been past Monday, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, no. I w- I wanted to do it because, but it's during the day, so I can't do it, right? So I'm hoping that there's going to be an evening one. You know, we're trying with Wed. We're trying to do um, some virtual events because we already have a big sponsor for the fall, right? So you know, I think it's just being creative with what we can do. And uh, trying to be as positive as we can and offer value in ways that are meaningful. But yeah, I mean, I love the setting boundaries with technology thing. And like when I give my workshops now, that's like the number one conversation that I have besides breathing because people forget to do that. Breathing is like really important. Effective breathing, not shallow breathing, but like deep breathing and um, just shutting down sometimes. Yeah. Um, okay. To your point of waiting and, and taking it as a cue to wait. So I got this idea last week, I think. And when I got the idea, you know, I think you probably know that like when I get an idea, I'm like, okay, we must execute now. And it's just like, (laughs) I have to charge ahead. Right. So I shared it with someone who's helping me out with some things. And, um, she was like, well, why don't you wait? Just wait. And I'm like, no. That is not an acceptable answer to Emily, but I did. I did what she said because I, I'm so impatient. I'm always in a hurry and like everything, like if I get an idea, I'm like, okay, I have to email my entire list right now with this idea. And wouldn't you know, the idea evolved like completely from what I was first thinking of. I had this idea for like, to, to start all of these mini subgroups and she built this. So it was like, I was going to do a book club. I was going to do like a body group. Like I had like 10 groups that I was going to somehow run all myself. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Like take a pause, wait. And like the idea completely evolved into something else. And what happened was I had a, um, a zoom call, a peer group zoom call. And they were like, well, we just want more of these. And I was like, oh, you, why didn't you guys say so? You know? (laughs) So (laughs) I'm really glad I didn't start 10 Facebook groups in one day, but that's to your point of waiting. Like sometimes we just have to like be okay with the, it's so uncomfortable to wait, especially when you are the kind of person, like I love paying deposits on things because then it's like secured and it's It's ready Mm -hmm. and I'm in control. And it's something to look forward to. And yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. I totally get that. The other thing I love about that, I'm proud of you for waiting because no, that is not traditionally your forte, but that's pretty great. Your peer groups from what I understand are fabulous. So that's awesome. Um, so of course people want more of them, but you know, I guess you wouldn't have known unless you asked. Um, the other thing though, is like, I, um, I'm just going to throw this out there because why not? So I have, you know, the people trauma, stress, discuss podcast is still in full effect. And I swear (laughs) this pandemic is allowing us to be successful there too, unfortunately. (laughs) But, um, but so, you know, I invest time in that, right? Yeah. So I schedule time to record and I'm the one that does the administrative side for all of it and, and all of that good stuff. I get the guests and, and I love it. It's fun. It's, it's me serving, right? Um, but, you know, I was thinking that 
I was thinking that one, I was going to have all of this time during this crisis or whatever it is to like do extra stuff. First of all, I had that, like that was wrong. I have not had extra time, but I thought so. Um, and then I was like, oh, well, maybe we should start a Facebook group for, you know, that's a psychologically safe place for people to come and talk about their stuff because a lot of our listeners reach out and they want things like that. And then I was like, maybe we could do like a coffee chat once a week. Like maybe we could like grow that brand, right? Like that was like my, my just high, like high level like thought process or whatever. I wouldn't even call it a strategy. Um, and so I was sharing that with my co-host. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I have a ton of time. She was, she's a, a server, so she was, wait, you know, laid off. Um, she takes online classes, but that's, like, her only thing. She's like, I could totally help with that. I could totally do it. Da, 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 da. No. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to wait and see, like you did. I'm just going to wait yeah. and see if she does it, right? Because I ended up, early on, I ended up by not having a ton of time. Because as you're transitioning to work from home, I feel like people need to have meetings just to, like, prove that you're working or something. Um, Oh, the worst. And so, and she didn't do anything. And so I'm glad that I didn't start it because I wouldn't be able to keep up with it. Right. Or it would be another stressor for me. And then the other thing is, you know, it kind of gives you a perspective on the partnerships that you have in life. And it's not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. But that's probably just what our, what the relationship will be is that I do the work. She talks, I post, like, I think it's just going to be groundhog day. And like, that's fine. But I need to just sort of accept that for what it is. And I think sometimes we try to fight it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You do. You do need to accept it. And I've heard that podcast and, um, I, I get that impression. Right. (laughs) You wouldn't be the only one, but I mean, it's, you know, I mean, that's, and that's, that's cool. You know, we offer two different perspectives and that's what our gifts are. So it's all good. Okay. You know what? Really nice point. Like if you're going to do partnerships and collaborations, if if you're going to do them, you have to be okay with being on that side of the coin if that's who you are as a person. So I have been in many collaborations where I feel I'm the one that does the majority of the back end work and I wasn't okay with it, but once I love that once you're, once you're like, well, this is just how it is. Then it's like, that's totally null and void. Cause I mean, that's the kind of people we're going to be anyway. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, I, I still hope that we get to do our collaboration. I'm going to pitch to you by the end of the year collaboration. What? I said, I can't remember what it is. It's she built this for business. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. So, you know, we're going to take on the world with that. I got to get, well, anyway, that's an offline. I know. We can just go, it's like a whole nother offshoot. (laughs) All right. Well, this was super fun. Is there anything else you want to chat about? Yes. So when is this, when is this episode coming out? Um, This will come out on the 20, today will be the 29th. Excellent. Okay. (laughs) Come on. It's you and me. They know us. So, um, so I do want to throw out there. That means that there's still time. So, you still have eight-ish days or so to get your submission in for our virtual pitch panel for Women's Entrepreneurship Day. So our big sponsor for this year is McLean Middleton. Um, they are a law firm in Manchester. And Jenna Lavely is our attorney that we're working with as far as partnership goes. And we were supposed to have some really awesome like 
free law advice workshops <laughs> for women. Um, but obviously we can't do those right now because we can't be together. Perhaps we'll do something virtually, but the pitch panel was a great way to continue the partnership and give back. So if you go to wednh.org, you can find more information on how to apply. There's only, there's very little like quote unquote criteria. You must identify as a woman. You must have two or more team members, including yourself, and have been in business for two or more years. And if you're selected to pitch, you can win a thousand bucks free and clear. So um, really great way to support the local community, we thought on our side, and a great way to get some folks exposure. Amanda Fay from The Functional Bump, our winner from last year, she's the facilitator, and we have some judges coming back from last year. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the event last year was the pitch panel. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so much fun. It's so much fun to see people talk about their business and get nervous and excited and and give somebody a grand, you know, who doesn't need money right now? Yep, I love it. Oh my gosh, great. Okay, so that's wednh.org. Yes, ma'am. Okay, awesome. And then tell everyone how they can find um, CFAR Beyond the Box and connect with you. Awesome. So yeah, so you can find me uh, on Instagram, Crystal M. Farley, Facebook, the Crystal M. Farley, or Google CFRBeyondTheBox.com and you'll get my website. I do have a radio show on WSMN 1590 uh, that airs on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. So if you follow me on Facebook, you'll have access to that without AM radio. Yeah, it's fun to watch on Facebook Live because then she talks to you. I do. I say hi. I make you feel like a celebrity. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, thank you for revisiting me on the She Built This podcast. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your socially distant life. (laughs) I miss you. Thank you so much for having me back. Thanks, Crystal. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.